If Reality Check Radio enriches your day and life, support us to keep bringing you the content, voices, perspectives, and dose of reality you won't get anywhere else. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate. I want to talk to Alia Bland now of Voices for Freedom. Alia, welcome in this morning. Thanks for coming in. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me. Okay, so we just heard Alistair's chat with uh, Mr. Whitehead, who has quite a background in the public service, uh, treasury, and all sorts of um, you know big posts. So he's he's been around. Okay, so we've heard that. Now you actually met with him, and I think um, another commissioner was it Blakely? Yes, Professor Tony Blakely. Yes, and uh, yes, some yes, of their staff. Right. Yesterday morning or around lunchtime, let's say. Mm-hmm. So you were face to face with them. And this is them launching this online portal that we've been talking about, right? So, yeah. okay, um, we just heard the interview, and it sounds conciliatory, and we want to hear from everyone. It doesn't sound like anything's being restricted or minimized, you know, reading between the lines, the sort of audio body language, let's say. Is that your impression? Yeah, so yesterday I went along to a media event that we were invited to at RCR, so I went along because I thought, you know, it's not often that you get invited to these things. Yeah. So I went along there, and as I expected, it was it was based in Ranui, which is in West Auckland, and it was an event set up to um, hear from some vulnerable communities that they had identified, and their team was having this meeting with these people. And um, there's a bit of confusion as to what we were able to see and not see, but essentially um, there were only two media outlets there. That was us and One News. So that meant that we got a good shake at being able to talk with these people, um, both you know in a formal um, capacity and then informally after the cameras sort of supposedly stopped rolling. And we got to ask them some, you know, some good questions and and get the cut of their jib and um, see the sorts of people that they were. I, I was um, quite heartened by John Whitehead. I think he's a genuine man. And genuinely, when he said in the interview with Alistair that he was wanting to uh, hear from people within the community that would be listening to RCR, largely the people who were affected by mandates or lockdowns or MIQ or all the negative things, um, vaccine harm, I think I believe him. Uh, they uh, they do want to hear from people. I think they're probably a little bit naive as to the size and the volume of the feedback that's probably you know set to come their way. Uh, but you know, <laughs> I've, I've given them a heads up on that as well. They've got a tsunami on the way, in other words. But, yeah, I told them that to prepare. I, I actually asked them how how large their team was because I, I wondered you know how they were going to cope with all of the thousands of feedback um, responses to their survey. Uh, it doesn't sound like the team's all that large, so I'm not quite sure what they're going to do about that. But they did make the point um, that they are not the government. They are a, a, a board of commissioners that have been um, given this task of uh, running this inquiry that was within a certain bound of uh, the parameters were, you know, the terms of reference under the previous government were quite narrow in our in our perspective, and um, and then since the election they've had that turned upside down a little bit and been told that it's going to go in another direction, and that this uh, feedback process that's running for the next six weeks is part of the process that will inform the direction of the inquiry to come. And now, of course, 
Um, our perspective is that we'd probably rather that this inquiry was thrown out and we started fresh. Mm. But, you know, we this is the process that they're going through and we have an opportunity, everybody has an opportunity to have their say as to what they think should come next. So um, just to go back to the actual, what it, what, you, what people can do is that they can go to um, the Voices for Freedom website. Um, we've got a web page set up. That's www.covidinquiry.co.nz and that will take you through to an information page on our site that has some helpful tips for creating your feedback. And the feedback is in a survey form, so you have to fill it out in a form, online form on their website. And it has two fields that you can fill in. One field is about looking back. So they want to know about people's experiences throughout the years of the COVID pandemic. And we would say, you know, the COVID response <laughs> more than the pandemic itself, but they're looking at all of those things. And then the second box is uh, asking for people's um, suggestions about how they think that their experiences should focus the inquiry going forward. So what are the terms of reference that they would like to see included as we, we go forward in this process? So I think, it's, you know, those things are quite hopeful. Um, while I, I would say probably one of the fellows was fairly, you know, establishment, and, um, and I know that um, Alistair raised that, he had um, been fairly pro the yeah. government's response. So, you know, maybe that is something that also needs to be looked at. Who are the commissioners and uh, do they remain in those roles or should there be new commissioners appointed? But, you know, these are things that people in the audience need to think about before they make their submissions. Yeah. So the submissions will determine the working um, points of reference for the inquiry. Is that is that how it's envisaged that it will go? So they see the incomings, and they go, okay, we need to look at this. The, the expanded terms of reference need now to include this, 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 and this, and this, based on what we already had thought of, but based what's on what's come in through this. Yeah, I mean, is I that think how it works? And their wording, it's the, they do use the word may, which is always may. a little bit concerning. But, you know, the, this is just one sort of avenue of applying pressure to the current government to broaden the scope or ideally throw it out and start again and create an, a whole new set of terms of reference that um, that really delve deep into things. And so, you know, there'd be things like wanting to make the process going forward um, televised, not behind closed doors. So yeah. what's happened so far has been in the dark. No one's really known anything about it. And so those sorts of things need to be addressed as well as um, I was speaking with Guy Hatchard yesterday about this and the, the lack of adversarial kind of, the lack to mm. of ability to cross-examine any of these people that are being talked to. And having um, the, the feedback that is going to come from the public um, through this process needs to also be visible. So perhaps there's a way of making that visible going forward in the next sort of phase of the inquiry as well. There's there's a lot of things that, that could be suggested, and I think people should really put their time into thinking about how they could, you know, shape their, their feedback on this to include all of those things. And as many as possible. Yeah. And, and there was a, um, there's a, a sort of a small glitch to that, is that the form itself each of the fields only allow for these 10,000 characters, which is only about 
you know, two and a half thousand words, which is not many, to sum up, you know, three, four years of an of a pandemic uh, response in a country because it, it affected us in so many ways, right? But um, they were open to um, adjusting that as well if that needed to happen. So um, that was sort of an arbitrary number that they settled on. But if that turns out that, that people feel like they need more space to be able to write in, they're willing to... Um, discuss it with people like us if we can if we flag it up to them. Um, I think um, um, the chap that Alistair, uh, Mr. Whitehead, that Alistair was talking to mentioned that you know we needed to know what to do for the next pandemic. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm not interested in the next pandemic. Oh, I know. I know. Give a rat's and, ass. and that is something that um, Professor Tony Blakely, our cameraman, uh, helped um, asked the very same question when we were at this event yesterday. <laughs> And, um, you know, he went off on one talking about, uh, you know, the proximity of people living with animals and the whole zoological... Blah, 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 blah. And unfortunately, he was running halfway out the door because I wanted to raise the issue of, uh, um, you know, the the bio lab kind of... Uh, scenario there with gain of function research which is a huge problem that we do need to address and I do hope that that is part of the the inquiry in the future that looks at um, how, how we as humans tinker with this sort of thing and what the consequences of it are Yeah, okay, anything more to say about that then? Uh, not really, just that I think that people uh, please take the, the time to think about what you might like to say over the next few weeks and don't rush into it. Um, get a document running and just start making your notes as, and um, try and, you know, as many people as we can get to have their say, that all helps to paint the picture of the reality of the situation on the ground in New Zealand as a result of the previous government's response. All right, Alia Bland, VFF, RCR, thanks for coming in this morning. Let's see what happens. <laughs> thanks, Paul. This has just come in from Alia Bland, who we had on earlier after her interview, what, an hour and a bit ago. Further to my interview this morning, I would like to add some important points I missed. Uh, Alia tells us, the recent terms of reference overview released by ACT in New Zealand First last week include the following wording. The extent of disruption to New Zealanders' health, education and business as a result of the government's policies. While safety is not specifically named in the release, our legal team is satisfied that the safety of the COVID injectables would be covered within the wording disruption to New Zealanders' health. There's nothing more disruptive to one's health than being seriously injured by a mandated medical product. The COVID inquiry is one mechanism we can use to drive public understanding of the issues relating to the previous government's COVID response. We don't expect it to be the answer to all our prayers. I'm reading from Alia's email here. However, we can and should engage with the process to further our own goals, including reaching everyday Kiwis with messaging and stories that will resonate and touch hearts at the human level. The more the public knows the issues, the more significant the pushback against future efforts to remove our rights. This has come from Alia Bland after her interview with me earlier today. At RCR, we're on a mission to revive honest media to report on critical censored stories and to hold those in positions of power to account. But to make this happen, RCR needs to grow and grow fast. For that, we need your support. Our Foundation Members Club is now open. Join us today and play your part in bringing back media you can trust. Learn more at www.realitycheck.radio forward slash members and see how you can join the mission. 
that's making a difference.